Thank you for listening to the program. The Apostle Paul, there's so much that he did and is recorded, especially in Acts. And one of the things I always remember hearing about in church long before I knew Christ or believed in him, but was this idea when Paul, they were shipwrecked on an island and he was putting wood on the fire, a bundle of sticks, and he laid them on the fire and there came a viper out of the heat and fastened on his hand. And when the barbarians saw the beast, the venomous beast, hang on his hand, they said among themselves, no doubt this man's a murderer because now he's escaped the sea, yet vengeance or justice or whatever, is still not going to let him live. And so Paul shook off the beast, the snake, the venomous viper back into the fire. It doesn't say what kind it was, but they expected him to die very quickly. But he shook off the beast into the fire, felt no harm. And however, they looked at him when he should have already swollen or fallen down dead suddenly. But after they looked a great while, well past the time when all of them would say, well, they did, said they changed their mind and said, you are a God, you are a God. And you remember when they tried to worship him as one of the gods came down because of the miracles he did and he tore his clothes and said, no, no, don't worship me. Well, you know, here this incident that happened, they stayed for three months with these people on this island. And by the way, barbarians to the Greek was anybody but a Greek just like to the Jews, a Gentile was anybody but a, a, they, anyone. It, so it doesn't mean, because he said the barbarous people showed us no little kindness. They went out of their way because they built a fire and received every one of us, every one of us, because of the rain and the cold. So there Paul, like he would have done, always making tents at night, he do what he could. And he was gathering wood and probably a pretty good fire because there was 276 total people on this ship. And these barbarians, so-called, saw that they all escaped. And it came to pass they all escaped coming to shore. And someone, and it shouldn't have because the men and the centurion, you can read the story, and the centurion at least believed Paul. And Paul said, you should have listened to me at first because he told him we're going to have great harm come to us, even losing our life. But the thing that he knew and that I wanted to bring out is that God had told him, the Lord had told him that I had over here in Acts that at that night the Lord stood by me and said, be of good cheer, Paul, because as you've testified in Jerusalem, so you must witness also at Rome. And here in Jerusalem, he was almost killed by the people there. They were so divided uh, against him, some for him and some not, that 
that like the captain here, fearing Paul be pulled in pieces, he went down and rescued him from the riot that that came about simply because Paul was there. And that night the Lord stood by him, and I I, I don't mean to laugh, but I I think in 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 such a serious way how that would be, because like over here the, I saw him saying to me. Make haste, get out of the city. They won't receive what you say. And then over here, he says to me, he appeared to him, I, I believe a lot of times, because he said the doctrine I teach about the new creature and love and the new nature and dying, he taught me that. I didn't learn it of myself or from anybody else or reading a book or nothing. He taught that to me. So I believe he still, though, how would you get used to waking up in the light and then you see the Lord standing there and he talks to you and says but be of good cheer Paul and because you're going to Rome and the angel here where Paul had good news for him uh, there I exhort you be of good cheer same thing the Lord told him but after uh, sirs you should have listened to me and not left Crete but here we are so now I exhort you to be of good cheer because there's no loss of life going to be happen among you. Not a person will die, but the ship will be destroyed. Because there stood by me this night an angel of God, who I serve and belong to, saying, Fear not, Paul, because you must appear before Caesar. And not only your life, but all those with you will be given to you, and they'll all escape. So they... I don't know. I don't think all of them believed him, maybe some, but they did all escape. And the barbarians, they knew the ocean. They saw what happened. But they said, even though you've escaped the the wrath of the sea and you shouldn't have somehow, and the soldiers were going to kill the prisoners anyway. But the centurion didn't want Paul or any of I don't know, but he stopped that. So they see that they were very superstitious, apparently, because then you escaped, but you didn't escape the judgment of the, the viper. So what I wanted to point out is you could ask Paul about this story, and he could tell you about it, but you'd say, tell us more about what happened. And he, I, I believe the way I was looking at it, he would say, and I would say, if you think about it, these people, many of them, if not the majority, believed in him and believed in what he was saying about Christ. They were born again. They had salvation. That's what he lived for, was to see people saved. Now, he rejoiced over that uh, more than anything. And he said all the shipwrecks and stonings and don't going without food, uh, the greatest burden I have is the church because he loved the believers of the church and didn't want to see them deceived. Like he said uh, to the Corinthians, I, uh, I don't want to, like Eve was deceived by the serpent, I don't want you to be deceived by an angel of light and apostle and teaching a compromise with God that, that there is a, another way. And Paul was telling them here, some of them were going to try to escape and get away on the boats, the lifeboats, I guess. And he said, no, uh, I was told that we would all be saved if you stay in the boat. And I don't know for sure, but I don't think that was really the advice that the, 
sailors, they'd get off the boat and swim, and they weren't allowed to. Centurion believed in Paul, just like the one in the crucifixion wasn't the same one. But he said, after hearing him cry out to God, no, he was the Son of God. But the thing is here, they knew he should have died, and he didn't. So the thing, and three months, many would have believed that he stayed for three days with the chief of the island. And then when they left three months later, uh, they, the barbarians there again gave them and helped them. It's like the Good Samaritan helping the man in the road. Of all people, and the priest and the lawyer, and all they passed by. But uh, still, the, the thing about all of this is they saw what happened. But some believed and some didn't. And after this, Paul was on his way to Rome because he appealed to Caesar. And that's what the angel says. Is So when God tells you, if he told you and you're sure of it, and someone asked me one time, how do you know for sure? And I still say, I've thought about it many times, if you can say and put your life on it and say, I know God told me this and would I don't mean to say bet your life but 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 in that way and there's it it will eliminate if you don't know for sure it would eliminate that but if you do well of course you would say that uh and Paul w- was that way he was to me one of the most unique because he was a killer of Christians women and children that I and I believe uh, I truly believe he would have run the spear through the Lord himself. He hated him that much. And yet then he meets him on the road blinded and realizes who he is. And he becomes totally belonging to him from then on. They call him the greatest apostle. And he said, I'm not worthy to be called an apostle at all because I persecuted the church before I knew better. Out of ignorance still, but he still looked at it in some way or another so when they said this man is a murderer they were he would say you're right Uh, i don't have i know believe me i know but it would be like hitler back in the war uh, his right hand man all of a sudden he becomes a believer and and then try well you know that he was a known person and these soldiers were on there simply to take him to caesar because he had appealed to him and that's one of the saddest verses I used to think, but not really. Then Agrippa said to Festus here in 26, This man might have been set at liberty. Paul could be set free. But he appealed to Caesar, and so he has to go. And Paul knew he was supposed to go. And remember on the way in churches, they said the Spirit has bound up and says he that this garment belongs to Paul will be bound. Well, yeah, and, and I've heard Preachers say he was out of the will of God. Hardly. He would have been out of the will of God if he didn't go to Rome. Because Paul, uh, the Lord said, be a good cheer, Paul. You're testifying of me in Jerusalem, and they hadn't killed you right on the verge of it. But but you're not dead. And so you're going to go to Rome and testify there. And the angel was saying, when he says that, that's going to happen. You are not going to die. And And these men, if... They listen to what I say, to what God says. So Paul, in 
he would say, I believe, oh, the, when I left there after three months, those that believed, I taught them. And, and that's quite a long time to, 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 to talk. And it would have been a, a departure and a sadness, like it's described in another place where he left. And they all met together and wept because they knew they'd never see him again. These men knew that, these believers, barbarians, they, because they knew exactly what he was headed for. They would never see him again on this earth. And so it, it's really some kind of story, but I guess mainly what I wanted to see is that Paul, I don't know, to see visions of Christ, if he appeared to you right now, sitting there talking, talk, I think it would sober a person up spiritually real quick. And if, what if it happened 10, 15 times? And, and, well, yeah, so he had that, but he had the faith too uh, to believe that, that snake, the viper, wasn't wasn't going to kill him. Why, Paul? Well, not because the Lord prevented the snake from biting him, or no, I just pray real quick and he keeps the venom, which is true. But he would say, because I'm going to Rome. He told me I'm going to Rome and I'm going to Rome and no venomous beast or viper, green mamba, snake, deadly, had to be something like that is going to take me out. It ain't going to happen. So he shook the snake off in full confidence that a soldier could have come out of his mind with a sword going to kill him. I don't know. I don't think Paul would grab. He might. They did what they could, with, but still it was a miracle that they were all delivered. And this was obviously a miracle that this poisonous snake did not kill him. So he would... He was a he had the faith of God in in what God told him that would happen had to happen. So based on that, and you it's I don't know what it's called, but reasoning and logic, you can realize then certain things are true. And he he believed God, like he said here. I believe. Therefore, I believe God and that it will be even in, as it was told to me. However, we're going to be cast on the island. They went two weeks without food. And then finally he said, be of good you know, cheer and eat something and took bread and ate. And then they were all of good cheer and they took meat. And then they threw the wheat into the sea. I mean, it was all over someplace, all hope that we should be saved was taken away because they had been out and the wind didn't blow and then it did. And then they were all expected to die, but he knew they wouldn't because he believed God. And I'm not saying God has to appear to you, but still there are times, very few in my life. I know he told me, I know I, I felt it and heard it inwardly and, and, and never have seen him but hurt him inwardly and outwardly. But I, I, I got the point to where, yes, I would bet my life on it that he told me that. I know. But it's, it's very few times. And I think the leading of the Spirit, the Comforter, as it were, the same Spirit of God, but still it gently guides us. That word guides us into all truth is like a big, big wall on each side of the highway. It, you kind of it, it keeps you in line and, and leads you into all truth. But Paul was way on down in his maturity. But 
I'll quit with the one. Uh, generally speaking, most of the movies uh, made, uh, I don't know, some of them are good. But I saw one that was better than most. But at the end, the, the classic thing was Paul was being taken to Rome and still spent two years there under house arrest. But he was traveling, this travel, this journey right here that happened. This is just something that happened in that journey. And then when he got there I, the, in the movie, they showed somebody saying, Paul, and he looked up and saw the city uh, of Rome and he got a big smile on his face and said, Rome, Rome. Then, see, he, like he said, I, I want to be with him and I'll be here as long as he wants to be when I'm out. Timothy just try hard to get it before I'm gone, but he wanted to go, and and that that brought that out. So here he's on his way to die, and he's telling them and himself, "Be of good cheer, God's. You know, I believe God will make it. I'll make it." He knew that because God had said, uh, "I want you." If so, that's what I mean. It's all important to know beyond doubt that he told you and if he is able to make you know beyond doubt not in your own mind but beyond doubt and he is able to do that and if he does you'll know it then you know he's told you something now the leading of the spirit that's a different thing but i'm talking about something here where he based oh that that deadly snake that's not going to hurt me because i have to be in rome there's nothing going to stop that. This shipwreck or nothing is going to prevent me. Why? Because he told me so. So he is the word. And I think that's what Paul would say. That's the big thing out of this whole thing. The snake story was pretty good, yeah. But the real important thing here was that he came into people and they were delivered from Satan's blindness and they belonged to him and he would have known them people some of them in two or three months like that uh, they would have been and I think Paul was known he said you know I love you no matter what and forgiveness and all that so uh, I don't know uh, like they called him the greatest of all apostles the apostles called him the greatest of us all and he said no uh, I'm the least of the least. I'm not even worthy to be called one. But he for sure was, if not very close to the most unique person, a serial killer of Christians, become the greatest missionary possible, uh, possible uh, that a man could be. I mean, oh, just a man. I'm not trying to. But he's almost an example of to us uh, and i think they all were but i just i don't know somehow i get emotional sometimes when i try to study anything uh, about him and i think all that knew him and be like the lord well you don't really know anybody else quite like that thank you for listening to the program